The draft continues. Rollins faces Styles and Hardy. And this episode was actually good. And more surprises in this week's review of Monday Night Raw. So I guess cat's out of the bag. I actually really liked this episode. There were some things that I definitely disagreed with and I got very mad about and didn't make sense in storyline. But then there was some cool stuff. So let's get into it. Uh, Firstly, while the weekend passed, Murphy, Kalisto, and Shorty G got added to SmackDown and Tucker, Gulak, Umberto, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado moved to Raw. So not only did they break up the New Day, they also broke up the Lucha House Party, and they broke up Heavy Machinery. Good work, y'all. So, opening of the show, Randy cuts a promo, and I'll be honest, I thought I was excited to see this go three matches, uh, but no, I'm not. It has been de-escalated. The storyline went from Randy Orton murdering four men to, oh, dang it, you pinned me. I ain't been pinned in a year. Oh, no. And then, of course, a big brawl, and we've seen this all before. Whoop-dee-doo. Good work. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I mean, like, literally, Drew says the words that make sense. He's like, when I beat you at Clash of Champions, it was for them. When I beat you at Hell in a Cell, it's for me. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But the storyline is not growing. It's not escalating. It's not becoming anything new. It's just these two beating the hell out of each other, and I can't stand it. So now we get our first round of drafts. SmackDown gets Bailey and the Street Profits, which is curious. Raw Tag Team Champions go over to SmackDown. SmackDown Tag Team Champions come to Raw. How will that get resolved? And then Raw gets Charlotte Flair. Which, okay, she hasn't been around. I I honestly thought this was a tease for her to come back later, but then it wasn't, luckily. Uh, They get Randy Orton and then the Fiend Bray Wyatt, which I thought was a really good pick. Raw needed something to keep my attention, and to have the Fiend here is really, really interesting. I'm upset we're not going to get Fiend versus Roman, but eh, whatever. They will find better feuds for him, I think. I haven't actually looked at what the full Raw roster is, so maybe no, because all of the good feuds went to SmackDown. And one of those good feuds is up next, Kevin Owens and Aleister Black, who have a no-DQ match. This match was phenomenal. It was an indie main event. Like, it was full-on. This wasn't Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. This was Tommy End versus Kevin Steen. It was brutal. Black hit a meteora into some chairs. It was absolutely brutal. Lots of intensity from both of them. Um, And I think that's one of the ways that The Fiend changed Kevin. I'm still kind of curious curious as to how it's going to play out because now everyone's like how did he change now that he's faced the fiend and if if it's just him becoming more brutal that's good i wish the finish had been kevin hitting the stunner and then hitting the pop-up power bomb into the table almost showing that he's reverting into his old self i liked it four out of five match Uh, it seemed more like a spot fest though like biggie i kept comparing it to biggie versus sheamus as the two brutal matches to open the two draft shows And this one didn't have as much, like, 
build behind it. You know, it's it's the it's the raw issue. They've done the same thing every week, which means there's nowhere to build to. With Sheamus, you had seen so much build between them. You saw Sheamus take out Biggie with the car. So when he brought out the car, it had a it had a moment to it. This didn't have that many moments. Uh, now we get our round two of drafts. Raw gets Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, and Jeff Hardy. Good for you. And then SmackDown gets Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan, which I hope is going to lead to a return. I'm super excited about it. I'd love to see babyface Daniel Bryan versus heel Roman Reigns. That would be really, really fun. Now we get a Miz TV segment with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And this would have been a horrible segment if it wasn't for Miz and Morrison going so hard in the heel paint it was so good they are so beautifully fake and rehearsed but i kind of love that for them they saved this segment and of course it was to promote the main event which was a battle royal between uh, a multi-brand battle royal so ron smackdown all the women come together to fight for the opportunity to face oscar and and things happened in that, but we will get to it when we get to it. And then, of course, Natty and Lana interrupt. Lana's the worst. Lana's apparently officially divorced from Bobby. We get a brawl. Fuck it. Commercial break. End of segment. It was, This was a segment that happened, and Miz and Morrison were the only thing that saved it. We come back from commercial break, and Miz TV is still happening. They're like, well, we booked two segments because that's what we usually do, right? But then Miz says that his special guest is John Morrison, and I was excited. I was kind of excited to watch them heal it up with one another. But then fucking Lars Sullivan came out, and anyways, next segment. Like, the only interesting thing was Miz abandoning Morrison to be beat down by Lars. I thought that was a fun note, but no, fuck Lars Sullivan. Let's move on. We get a recap of the New Day being broke up because they want to make me real sad. And then Adam Pierce is backstage like... We can't have the SmackDown tag champs on Raw and the Raw champs on SmackDown. You guys just want to trade. And then they were like, sure, (laughs) sure. You have my belts. I'll have yours. Um, I kind of wish instead they had done a unification match because the tag team pool is so shallow that I wouldn't mind the like having one unified tag title to go between brands, much like the women's tag title. But no, instead, uh, they just swap the titles. Rude and Ziggler come out and they're like, we, we beat the tag champs, which not really. Randy Orton beat Drew McIntyre in a match that involved you and the tag champs. Uh, but it, they go, that gives us reason to have a title match. Basically, it is a let's bring the New Day in and give them a good title match to start things off. So that's what it was. Uh, the New Day want the smoke. It was a fun moment. Third round of the draft. SmackDown gets King Corbin and Lars Sullivan in what might be the most depressing picks of the entire draft. While Raw gets Alexa Bliss so we can continue the Alexa Fiend storyline. They get Keith Lee so you can continue the Keith Braun storyline. And then Retribution. They just draft. The- you remember these fucking five guys that have been like causing chaos? Yeah, we're gonna bring them in. Um, and then uh, also it was revealed that mercedes martinez is no longer a part of retribution i guess they weren't in the promo she wasn't in the promo picture and she hasn't been brought up lately so i guess mercedes isn't in it anymore who knows why so then we get a farewell promo from rollins and i thought this was actually really nice it was rollins basically saying i've been the locker room leader here on raw 
and I want to know who would step up and fill my fill my shoes. And no one, no one would be able to. Really good heel turn, really good heel uh, phrasing of this whole thing. Um, honestly, like this promo came down to, I'm sad I'm leaving, and I'm even sadder the Mysterio storylines continuing. Uh, Hardy interrupts, basically saying, I'm better than you. I can be the locker room leader. He comes in, this is my ring now. And basically, it was to promote, hey, you've got a match against Lars on Friday, so I already know I'm going to be disappointed at a segment on on Friday, then AJ Styles comes out and says, this was never Monday Night Rollins. Rollins gets in his face, Jeff attacks them because he's the babyface, and that's what babyfaces do, and then announces a triple threat match. Actually, he did say triple threat tag team match, which made me very interested, but it was just a triple threat, and holy shit, this was a match and a half. Uh, In the beginning, I was just like, okay, this is happening, I guess, but Rollins was the best he's ever been. Styles was killing it like everyone was kind of getting back to what they've been missing for a while because aj's been missing a lot lately so is rollins um hardy's been missing for like years but whatever and they all started bringing it seth was amazing being this petulant child screaming like i'm the monday night messiah this is my house not your house how dare you it was very fun all of them had really clever modifications to their moveset like the um the jeff hardy spot where he grabs the legs and then hits the double leg drop to the crotch instead he did that while seth was turned upside down so he caught seth in a pin it was really really cool it was really good and it ended uh, phenomenally quite a pro- oh, fuck i didn't mean to do that but it ended phenomenally because uh, jeff was making his comeback seth was on the outside of the ring he was about to take out aj and then from out of nowhere Elias cracks him over the back of the skull, returning to the main roster. Uh, I kind of wish he had hit a finisher because it was just kind of Jeff had to slump down and fall onto the mat after getting hit by the uh, guitar. But no, he just kind of slumped down. Elias stared as AJ pinned him. One, two, three. AJ beats uh, Jeff Hardy. This could set up Styles versus McIntyre in the future, which could be really fun. Set up like Styles moving up the rankings while we get Hardy versus um, Hardy versus Elias. And at first I thought this is a weird match to come back on, but I was just excited that Elias came back. So we get our fourth round of the draft. Uh, Raw gets Elias because, of course, they get Sheamus and they get Lacey Evans real real boring uh, round for raw but smackdown got Sami Zayn, which just made me very excited to get sammy versus kevin owens hopefully and they got cesaro and nakamura so fuck smackdown ruled on that one smackdown nailed it so then we get natty and lana versus dana and mandy despite the fact that they're already in a fucking match they are already in the main event they already need to be preparing for the opportunity to become number one contender and i'll be honest i stopped paying attention the only thing i saw is that mandy and dana's finish is a senton off the top of mandy's shoulders the problem is mandy is as tall as the turnbuckle so it's not really adding much impact it was very slow. It was hard to watch. Big shocker. The only real big moment was at the end when Natty called Lana stupid and then left her at ringside and left Lana to be bad at fake crying. It was phenomenal. I loved it uh, because I've hated Natty and Lana together. I think Natty deserves better. I think I would love if I don't think they do this in the women's division, which sucks, but I would like her to have a 
a, a veteran type position. I would like her to be a uh, almost like a teacher to the uh, the younger people. But no, she's just kind of stuck in these uh, meagering s- storylines. Uh, so now we get a hurt business segment. Cedric is finally back, thank God, and Ricochet shows up and basically says, hey, how about we fight later tonight? If you beat me, I will join the Hurt Business. If you, if I beat you, I am, we're done. We don't fight anymore, which is great that Ricochet himself was like, look, Apollo's probably getting fucking drafted, and I don't want to do this anymore, guys, please. So that was really good. And then Angel Garza comes down to the ring, which was a shock to me, because I've not been keeping track of his recovery, but I did not think that he was healed up from Clash of Champions that fast, and he's going to face Andrade with Zelina Vega on commentary. Really fun really fun uh match and having everyone there um it was a good start it was a good match this was the moment where i kind of had that fear grip me that just said fuck is this episode of raw good because it really started cranking here it was like really really good uh garza garza at the last minute like hits the wing clipper pins andrade so angels looking great in coming into the new season of raw And then, of course, Zelina takes off the headset because she's fed up with all their shit, gets in to check check in on Andrade, and then the Fiend's music hits. The lights shut down, and then it's not the Fiend. It's Alexa Bliss. And I like this because at the beginning of the match, um, this was one of the things that upset me, but as it went on, I, I became fine with it. At the beginning, they were just talking about the Battle Royal. They were just talking about like, well, what do you think about Alexa Bliss? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I was like, what? why? And of course, uh, Zelina talked trash about Alexa, then gets laid out by Alexa. As the Fiend shows up behind Andrade, they hit a double Sister Abigail. It might be the smoothest Sister Abigails I have ever seen, and they referred to them as the twisted union of Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. I really, really loved it. Um, I think Zelina's staying on Raw, which makes me sad because Alistair gets drafted later, and I really was hoping this was what would turn Zelina to become dark and evil and paired with Alistair because I want those two together so bad I want them to be like a uh, a carrion cross and scarlet kind of pairing but no uh, instead they just get laid out shit this is a fucking good raw and now we're starting to get around the hour mark and I guess we're just ignoring raw underground fuck yeah no more raw underground hell yeah no more. Like, they talked about it a little bit. Like, Daba Kato got drafted, and they're like, well, thanks to Raw Underground. I'm like, oh, okay. And then in the draft they did on Raw Talk, uh, Arturo Ruas, a name that I did not know, got drafted. And they were like, ah, from Raw Underground. I said, that's why I don't know him. So we now get our fifth round in the draft. Raw gets our truth Fuck yes, Nikki Cross, and like I said, Dabakato, and then SmackDown gets Apollo Crews officially leaving Ricochet as the lone member of that anti-hurt business babyface group, and then SmackDown is getting Ziggler and Rude, which gives away the fucking next match, basically, but it was still good, it was New Day versus Ziggler and Rude. It was just a match to secure the New Day as we deserve these titles. I wouldn't doubt if they did the same thing with the Street Profits. A, we deserve these titles. We weren't just handed to them. Uh, I just, I can't get behind Ziggler and Rude. I want them to break them up and let them go on their own paths because, like, uh, it's almost like the inner circle, which is, it's a bunch of people that don't fit together, but surprisingly do. 
sometimes that works a la the bar a la cesaro and tyson kid a la any tag team kane was in doesn't make sense but then it does this one doesn't this one's just really weird it's a bizarre pairing it doesn't work it doesn't work commentary tried real hard to make it work and the the main player coming out of this the mvp of this was xavier woods he showed off some amazing mat wrestling prowess in the beginning against ziggler which was a fun thing seeing the two like former uh, actual wrestlers go against one another uh and then the fun part was the fact that xavier was the one who got the hot tag and xavier was the one who came back and after xavier came back it was on it was a phenomenal match after that uh, Xavier apparently has a very good hot tag comeback. Like he is very good on that. And I love the story of this match, which is can the New Day still work without Big E? Can they still work as a two man unit? And they proved they could. And it also was about proving that Xavier could be the hot tag, that it wasn't going to be strictly Kofi sitting in that corner. And Xavier absolutely killed it. Uh, got the pin, one, two, three, retaining the titles was very nice. And then we go backstage to elias and they're like hey why the fuck do you attack jeff hardy and then the the statement of the night that reminded me that i stopped paying attention to wrestling way too long ago was he fucking hit me with a car and i said oh that's right (laughs) jeff did kill elias that one time Uh uh-oh so that was a fun reminder and also a fun storyline reason for why elias attacks jeff hardy elias announces a new album a new concert all kinds of shit and now we get Cedric and Ricochet in the ring. If Ricochet wins, Hurt Business is done with him. If Cedric wins, uh, Ricochet joins the Hurt Business. And I'll be honest, I kind of wanted Ricochet to join. Because I would love that. And then uh, Retribution can add a fifth man. And then there's your Survivor Series match. The Hurt Business versus Retribution. And then either team could become the babyface in that situation. Because Hurt Business would have good babyfaces in Cedric and Ricochet. Or Retribution could just be the best and get it uh we get a recap of ali being revealed as the leader and then we just get a good ass match with ricochet and just some good flippy shit like that's it's just good flippy shit but also i like that cedric wasn't as flippy it was a lot more calculated a lot more vicious this episode all the best matches on this show were basically like ring of honor main events is what it was and then we get to the end And it might be my moment of the night when the Hurt Business, uh, there's a ref bump because obviously Hurt Business grab a chair, slide it into the ring and Ricochet grabs it. And you see Ricochet have a moment looking at it and then looking at the downed referee, then looking at Cedric. And I was like, is he about to fucking hit the ref? Get intentionally DQ'd and then join the Hurt Business that way? No, instead classic eddie guerrero spot hits the mat tosses it to cedric and then moment of the fucking night holds his hand to his head like he's a fainting southern bell and just lilts in the middle of the ring like oh dear i got hurt by the chair it was we went we rewound it because i watched the last hour with blake we rewound it about three times just to watch how good it was because this was absolutely phenomenal the only i wish retribution would have showed up 
just to continue that because surprisingly uh after you introduce ali is the main leader i go from i hope retribution's not here to why isn't retribution on this show which is actually one of the things that i was taking away was like no retribution that sucks they need to be front and center so now we get a recap of lee versus Strowman, and so they announce on the season premiere of raw next week we are going to get the first official match between lee and Strowman. we got our final picks uh raw gets titan titus o'neill peyton royce and akira smackdown gets carmella and alistair black so yeah they kind of came out even there because akira's great alistair's great peyton's great carmella's gonna be great when she returns so it all ended up even so now the battle royal began and this is where raw made me so mad because i need you to understand on this show you guys know i will usually give a show a three out of five four out of five uh, i will rarely give a two but ones and fives i'm very sparing with but this was shaping up to be a five out of five this was a raw this wasn't well done this was raw this was great and then the battle royal happened where firstly alexa bliss was advertised alexa bliss was talked about for this match Alexa wasn't in the match for some reason. Alexa just chose not to be there, I guess. And this is also where I said, if Charlotte shows up and wins, I will demote points. But she didn't. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, The beginning of it was Nia just doing a good, good promo saying like, hey, you know we're going to win, right? We're Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. One of us is going to win. And that, of course, leads to everyone else swamping them that's the moment i realized oh no alexa isn't here that sucks then Jax eliminates tamina Jax eliminates B- billy k Jax eliminates the team dubbed by oscar the sexy muscle friends aka mandy rose and dana brooke and then everyone piles up on Jax, and then Shayna eliminates nia Jax with the help of everyone else and then Jax just stone cold grabs lana out of the ring and fucks her up on the table and it was the happiest moment it was just a good moment because i was like oh no don't eliminate Shayna, nia no i'm just gonna fuck up lana instead it was really fun so then drew and orton are fighting backstage because fuck it that's happening go to commercial come back and bianca is making her raw debut bianca who has had all of these fucking vignettes built up about how great bianca belair is how she is phenomenal and she is killing it on the way back she is doing some great moves she's looking like a star and i said i'd be fine if bianca won i would love to see bianca versus oscar that would be a main event quality match nope riot squad eliminates her and it comes down to natty lacey evans and the riot squad and then natty and lacey in tandem eliminate the riot squad and this is the moment where blake looked at me and said what's your rating system because i think you just dropped four points because it came down to nat natalia and lacey and i'm like i get it natalia's great now I, I actually didn't mind the fact that it came down to natalia i'm happy natalia almost one uh because she eliminates lacy who i consider the baron corbin of the women's division i also laughed really hard because oscar was on commentary for half this match and then she just like instant transmissioned to the back it was fucking hilarious and then natty's one and then lana comes from behind her and throws her over the top rope and lana is the number one contender and is going to be facing oscar 
And that's the moment I screamed. I, I believe they're only, I think they're facing off next week, though. So at least it's that. It's not like Hell in a Cell, Lana versus Asuka. I would ideally have Alexa Bliss versus Asuka at Hell in a Cell. That way it, it can get real creepy. Hell in a Cell needs some creepy shit. And you need Alexa in a prominent spot to do creepy shit. And so she can do that. And then Orton and McIntyre come out and keep fighting because it's now just become a parody of itself. They're just fucking fighting everywhere. It was an absolutely insane buckwild ending. And it took everything in my patience to not go like go off the rails and give it a bad rating because it was not a bad raw it was a very good raw this is the best raw in a very very long time which is why i'm going to give it the award of medium raw you're almost there you were almost there but then that battle royal and drew just fighting in the back just the whole thing um but luckily it should be over next week alexa can kill lana and then hell in a cell can happen But then I also would like to do this because I've been measuring the picks for Raw and SmackDown. And basically, if they picked a wrestler that I think they could do something really good with, I gave them a point. If they gave if I if they got a wrestler who I hate, I took away a point. And at the end of the show, they were net neutral. They were both at 10. Then the Raw talk episode happened where they announced the final five draft picks. Lana taking Raw down to a nine. Natalia for SmackDown, which I was net neutral on, so that's a zero. Riddick Moss, net neutral, zero. Arturo, Arturo Ruas, net neutral, zero. And then the thing that gave SmackDown the win, the Riot Squad, meaning that SmackDown's got two better picks than Raw. Overall, the way things shaped out, shocking no one i'm so much more excited for smackdown moving forward i'm excited for alistair i'm excited for kevin sammy daniel bryan it is a killer roster and then raw has some people but that's just my opinion what is yours let me know on twitter at scotty mo s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o and if you didn't know we're actually live streaming every episode of these shows on our discord so if you want to come hang out chat with us while we watch the show it'll maybe even influence my opinion when i start doing these reviews you can hang out but you gotta donate to our patreon patreon.com slash a load of bs gives you access to that discord gives you ask access to shows like wrestling history x tons of content waiting for you at patreon.com slash a load of bs but until next time remember to follow us on twitter at fight boy show because when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life